0: Most incredible, baby. Mm. Song is so soulful. Mm. Look, I can't see it coming down my eyes, so I gotta make this pie cry. Can't see it coming down my eyes, so I gotta make this pie cry. Good morning. <laughs> Good afternoon. Good evening and good night. This is the Code of Conduct with the King podcast and I am your host Jay Spence the King. And I'm back for the first time after the Don't Buffalo Bills 2020-2021 campaign. Uh this this is a a very very difficult <laughs> Podcast to record. I'm gonna keep it honest. I'm gonna keep it buck. <laughs> this is difficult, man. I, I didn't want to. I, I, I just don't want to talk. I don't want. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to watch the post game stuff. I don't want to watch or listen to like post game interviews. The reason why I'm disappointed is not even because we lost. You know, like I can take an L. I, I, I can take losing a football game. I can take, as a basketball fan, losing a basketball game. Sometimes you, you go up against a team and they line up and they're just better. They're bigger. They're stronger. They're faster. The disappointment that I have today or tonight is not because the Buffalo Bills weren't better the disappointment that I have is because I feel like we showed up to play a game but we didn't show up to play the game and listen I I get everybody wanting to have participation awards I get everybody being happy that we made it to the conference championship and We won the AFC East and we swept the AFC East. I get why people are happy and excited that Josh Allen is a top three or a top five quarterback in the NFL, depending on who you talk to. I also get why people are excited that the Buffalo Bills defense started to gel and we put something together special at the end of the season. And there's a ton of reasons to be excited about the future. And I promise, you give me a couple days, you give me a week, I'll I'll have a podcast that's released that will highlight all of the good stuff. I'm going to talk about how, you know, Josh Allen has grown this season more than any quarterback in in history of the NFL. I'm going to talk about how he from first season went from 50 something per, you know, per I don't know. The percentage of his completion rate was like 53 or something crazy his first year. Now he's up to like 69%. That's something to be proud of. I'm going to talk about how Stefan Diggs is the first wide receiver in NFL history to be traded from one team and then go to the other team to become the NFL's leader in receptions and yards. You know, I'm, I'm going to talk about how Brian Dayball is... A bright spot for our future, even though we its probably just for one year. We were able to retain Brian Dayball through the offseason. And I'm going to talk about how Sean McDermott has turned around a franchise in three years. In a way that nobody thought he could do. Nobody, when, when Sean McDermott was hired, nobody thought that Sean McDermott would be the coach that he turned out to be. I'm going to talk about all of that. I promise. I'm going to talk about how amazing this season was. It was a 13-3 and 3 year, and we won so many games that a lot of people thought we would lose. And how we made it to the conference championship when nobody thought that we would because we're the Buffalo Bills, and it's the same old Bills. It's what people thought. You know, I have a lot of good things to reflect on. But right now... I just wanna grieve I just I just wanna grieve and and the game just ended i'm I'm this is fresh this is like I was talking to my lady I didn't even wanna you know she was talking that talk like well, I can make it better, I didn't even want to better talk. she's like, yeah, but you we can still you know, I got tickets to the Super Bowl. She's like, we can still go to the Super Bowl and we can have fun and we can do that. And I'm like, yeah. Nothing about what just happened to me deserves an excuse. So so while I want to tell you how proud of the Buffalo Bills I am, while I am very and absolutely proud of the way our team has shown up and played. You know, I can't sit here and act like, or I can't sit here and sugarcoat the reality of the fact that we lost. I can't, I can't, I just can't. And like I said, it's not the fact that we lost. It's how we lost. We went to Kansas City and we got embarrassed. We went to Kansas City and we looked like a team that should not have been on the same field with Patrick Mahomes. And that is embarrassing. Losing to Patrick Mahomes is not embarrassing. But looking like we shouldn't be on the same field that's embarrassing and that is where my issue lies that is where the root of my disappointment is it's not about losing we had a great season we had a fantastic season every year there's only maybe two or three teams that have 13 and three seasons and there's only four teams that make it to the conference finals i get it it's a great year I don't want to discount anything that they did, but man, I'm grieving. <laughs> this is like breaking up with your first love for the first time. You know, and I, I get maybe this is what the heartbreak of the it can't be the heartbreak of the Super Bowl because I don't even know what I would have felt like losing two weeks from now. I don't even know what I would have felt like. But what I do know is that this wasn't it. Now, I'm going to break down some stuff. I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about a couple of things. Now, I'm not Bruce. I'm not Bruce Nolan. I'm not, you know, Pat Moran or any of the other guys that, that speak so eloquently. Bruce Nolan is like he's a poet. <laughs> you know, his words are are pictures creates art with his words when he's on these podcasts and I'm not that good one day I'm going to develop to be as good as Bruce Nolan but tonight is not the night tonight I'm just a Bills fan who invested everything this year and I'm not talking about money I'm talking about my heart I invested everything into this team and they gave me everything they had so when I tell you I'm Proud of my boys when I tell you I am grateful for the year that they gave us. You got to understand, for me, this year started with my favorite basketball player dying. My birthday is January 28th, so it's very, very close. My birthday is Thursday this week. Last year, Kobe Bryant died today. January 26 so this pod is going to be released Tuesday I'm recording this directly after the game my year started with Kobe Bryant dying I had tickets I had tickets to go to Los Angeles to see the Lakers and the Clippers play on my birthday and Kobe died two days prior to and I knew the game was going to be cancelled there's no way the Lakers will play that game with the greatest Laker of all time not living anymore That's how my year started. And then you talk about COVID-19 and then you talk about the deaths of so many influential people in my life. And my brother-in-law got really sick. And the Buffalo Bills gave me hope in a year that I felt like there was nothing to have hope about. Yeah, granted, I moved to Arizona and there was a lot of good things that came out of the move. There was a lot of good things that came out of me relocating. But the Buffalo Bills were and are the consistent hope that I had for the year of 2020. Hmm. <sighs> I feel like it sound like I'm rambling. I feel like it and I'm trying to to bring it in and, and give you like good content to where it's like, hey, this is, you know, Spence is at it again. He's doing great stuff. But if I'm being honest with you, man, like tonight is just it is, it's I just want to react. And maybe I should just be on Joe's show. Maybe, maybe I should call Joe and say, hey. Can I be a special guest this, guest this week so I can, you know, do overreaction? I I want to overreact. It just—it's heartbreaking, man. And and it's not heartbreaking because we lost. Like you got to understand, it's the way we lost. If you if you watch any of the 13 weeks or 16 weeks out of the season that the Buffalo Bills played and then the two playoff games that we won. And then you watch this game that we played Sunday against the Kansas City Chiefs. If you tell me the same team was on the field that you saw for 17 weeks in the regular season and then two weeks in the postseason, if you say it's the same team and those guys play the same way, I'll give it to you. But the coaching, the calls that were made, decisions to go for it or not go for it, field goals instead of touchdowns in the red zone. Kansas City, Kansas City scored a touchdown every single time they made it to the red zone. Every single time they made it to the red zone, Kansas City scored a touchdown. No, that's not everybody. I get it. Everybody can't do that. But guess what? The Buffalo Bills most certainly have done that this season. So what is it that stopped us from from being able to reciprocate? That same type of energy when when they decided to score, what is it that stopped us from scoring? What is it that stopped us from being aggressive like we have been? What is it that made it so difficult for us to put points up? We started off the game 9-0. Then it seemed like we couldn't get anything. You know what? Let me take a step back. Let me take a step back. This is on coaching. This is on coaching. And if you think it wasn't on coaching if you if you think that this wasn't on Sean McDermott, I don't know what to tell you. I am absolutely a Sean McDermott fan. So I'm not. Please don't take this podcast and think that I'm. Um. Don't think that I'm I'm not on the bandwagon now, like, oh, we got to get rid of McDermott. No, this guy's an incredible coach. This guy's an incredible coach. He in four years, He's taken. He's made the team not only gotten them to the AFC Championship, not only is he the AFC East Champion, but just the way people view the team has dramatically changed from the moment that he made it to Buffalo to now. The Buffalo Bills organization is not known as a laughingstock. Previously, you used to hear about players not even wanting to come to Buffalo it was Siberia it was the place that aging stars with off-field issues or you know it was the place that people would come at the end of their career to continue to get their checks that might offend some people that's fine it's the truth you think Terrell Owens would have come here under normal circumstances? When LaShawn McCoy was traded to Buffalo, do you think he wanted to be here? There's a story, a few stories that were, you know, circulating at the time of the trade when we got LaShawn McCoy and he was very unhappy with the trade. So of course the Bills sweetened the deal. They they gave him some money and you know. We tend to play nice when we have some money because it's like, all right, I can, I can fly out and fly in when I feel like it. LeSean McCoy did not want to be in Buffalo. Every player that ends up leaving always has some type of negative comment about the city and about how it's so boring. There's nothing to do. The one guy whose name I won't say said that there's nothing to do in Buffalo besides have sex. Now, I've lived in Buffalo for 30 plus years of my life and have no children. I know a lot of you listening have children. But I say that to say is I lived my entire life there and there was a whole lot for me to do other than have sex. There was a time where Marshawn Lynch was actually making some jokes about it. Like I go to Applebee's, you know, there's stuff to do in Buffalo. But the fact is, before Sean McDermott got there and before Brandon Bean got there, the culture and the way the team was looked at was as a laughingstock in the entire NFL, the entire NFL. That's the reality. And now it looks to be a desired destination. It's a preferred destination. Guys want to come to the Buffalo Bills and have Josh Allen throw them the ball. Guys want to play on defense because they know they have Trey White back there. They know they have Tremaine Edmonds in the middle. People want to come to Buffalo now. So when I say this is on Sean McDermott, this is not a bashing. I'm not upset with Sean. Am I disappointed in how aggressive we appear to not be? (laughs) You know, we're in the red zone. It's fourth and what, fourth and two, fourth and one, and we don't go for it. You don't beat the Chiefs by kicking field goals. You don't beat the Chiefs by kicking field goals. Let me say that a little bit louder for everybody in the back. You do not beat the Chiefs kicking field goals. We've we've said this millions of times and not just on the code of conduct on every show everybody who plays against the chiefs if you listen to any of their content creators you listen to their beat reporters you listen to the coaches from the other teams you listen to everybody on espn and fs1 and nfl network and whoever you get your content from the guys that you trust to talk football and to break down the x's and o's and to tell you you know what type of coverages you that you expect to see teams play Like all of these brilliant football minds have consistently let us know that you do not kick field goals to win games against the Chiefs unless the time is running out and you only need a field goal to win. But if you're playing the game, that offense that they have can generate points as quickly as I've ever seen in bunches. I mean, you figure we started the game off with that turnover, it was nine nothing and then they went on like a 26 to nothing run or 25 I don't even know how many points they scored without but they just scored at will and the adjustments that were not made at half, the fact that we weren't aggressive, and I understand. It's growing pains. And I know every year the team that loses, you know, the the narrative and the the story to make everybody feel better is we'll be back next year. This was a learning experience. I'm sorry, man. Some lessons I don't feel like you have to have. You don't have to learn every lesson. It hurts. Losing hurts. And I understand, like, we want to encourage everybody. So we say that we say those things. You're going to going to be better. We're going to do this. We're going to listen. I don't I don't I, I, I don't I don't. There's some lessons I don't need to learn. And this was one of them. But guess what? I learned it at the hands of the Kansas City Chiefs and the reigning Super Bowl MVP, Patrick Mahomes. We learned it. And the guy's incredible. For all of the stuff that was being said throughout the week about his concussion and turf toe, I really thought the turf toe was going to be an issue for him. It didn't look like it altered his play at all, at all. So. I think I'm done rambling. <laughs> I think I'm done rambling. I'm going to um, I'm going to end this. Was, again it was just me reacting directly after the game my emotions my feelings I'm going to go back and watch the game first thing in the morning um, I do have an amazing lineup for you this week um, I have Sal Capaccio going to be joining me from WGR I have um, Steve Christie well it was with the expectation that the Bills were going to win so I'm going to reach out to Steve and find out if we're still going to, you know, because they didn't win, so we'll see, but um, Sal Capaccio, Steve Christie, I got Joe Biscaglia um, from The Athletic joining me, I got my man Joe Miller of The Overreaction Podcast joining me, I have um, Sterling from Cover One, my man Sterles for the girls going to be joining me, Um, it's, so it's, it's going to be a fun week, I got a I really jam-packed week, I'm still going to try to push out as much content as possible, even with the loss. I'm going to cover the Super Bowl. I'm going to talk about Patrick Mahomes against Tom Brady. Um, Man, I would have loved to beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl in Tampa. We were so close. We were so close. (sighs) This just hurts, man. Well, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy, enjoy this year. It's okay to grieve. It's okay to be hurt. But when it's all said and done and you get some time, look back over the year. It was a success. It was a great year. We had records broken in almost every, every area. Josh Allen makes our offense so dynamic and we look so much better than we ever, than anybody thought we would look this soon. so there's a lot of victory even in this defeat there's a lot of victory so we'll talk about that this week we'll do a lot of talking about it but right now like i said i'm just um i'm not in a good space so i'm gonna end this and go ahead and call it a night but i love you guys take care of each other live in peace y'all know the drill stay positive and test negative go Code Bills. <laughs>